Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Riley Edwards, and today we're going to be talking about, well, again, well, more likely, college football and how it is going right now, because I just watched the Georgia, Georgia against Oregon State game. It was a blowout, but also, my dad and I are going to be talking about how good the Washington Wizards are. And their schedule. And, obviously, well, not really. Who will win the World Series this year? Because that's kind of a big topic. Because, yeah, how do I explain this? It's really big for me because it's like, who will actually win? Like, what teams will win and what teams will not win? But, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. And so, obviously, we got to talk about what happened. In college football. Obviously, one of them being, well, Oregon State versus Georgia. Now, honestly, oh my god, bro. I'm going to just tell you the score. 49-3 to right now. It's 49-3 to in the fourth quarter. The Georgia Bulldogs, or just Georgia... Okay, here it is. First quarter, they scored seven touch, only one touchdown, so seven to nothing. Oregon Ducks, or, or Oregon, they're three. They only scored three in the on the second quarter, and then Georgia just blows them out. So now it's twenty eight to three by half. So then you gotta add. That right now, Georgia just scored, or scored in the fourth. So, what's the point? So, 21 plus 28, so that's 49 points in total, like I said. And Oregon is just, oh my god, bro. How are they even the 11th seed, too? They're the 11th seed, and they're losing by this much. Like, this is just sad. Now, now you see why I have concerns about college football. Like, what's happening to the defense now? Like, the defense. Like, where is it? And then you, then they're facing, then on Saturday, they're going to be um facing, oh, my God, Eastern Washington, which they better win. They better win that game. Um, BYU against Oregon on the net on the Saturday after that. Ah, it's okay if they lose that one. I mean, that's BYU, but come on, like Georgia. I know Georgia is really good, but come on, it shouldn't be this bad. Like I'm gonna just tell you, like literally, I'm gonna just tell you, this team. Has who Spencer Webb, Bo Nix, I forgot about him. Um, who else they got? They got Sean Dollars. Bro, this team 
should at least be better. They should have some better players on recruit. Like, bro, at this point, they, I don't even think they deserve where they are. I just don't even think they deserve it. So, yeah, that's one thing. I'm going to just be honest with you right here. Oregon State is should be better than Auburn. I'm, that's just my belief, though. Oregon State should be better than Auburn. But for some reason... They lost 27 to 21. Then, this, well, this was night 2019, so I can't really blame them, but, like, for them to be losing to Oregon State, it's just, for them, for Oregon to be losing to Georgia, that's annoying. Yeah, I get. What is who does Georgia have? I forgot already. Georgia is actually pretty stacked. Like Georgia's might be pretty stacked. If not, they are stacked. I mean, Stetson Bennett. He must be some good dude. Um, oh my god, man. Brock Bowers. Like, bro. Where are all the... Kendall Milton. Darnell Washington. Jalen Carter. Lad McConkey. McConkey. Bro. Robert Beale Jr. James Dumas, I think. I can't see all that well. Amarius Mims. Bro, this team is stacked. But at least show some spirit. My God. Oregon State. Show some spirit. 49 to 3. That's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Y'all should not be losing by that much. And me personally, if I was the coach, I would not go out like that. But that's just me personally. Like, but I'm gonna look. I'm Lily Bonix has two ints. How? How did he throw two picks? A hundred and sixty yards. Bro, who is this dude? Sean Dollars, he has one yard, bro, four carries, 33 yards. He's probably better than the whole team. T- Troy Franklin, bro, two receptions, 34 yards. Dude's thrown it 34 times, and he's only completed it 19 times. Who is this Bo Nix? Why is he this bad? Georgia, I'm going to go over to Georgia. Stetson Bennett. Like I know, like I mentioned, this dude stacked two hundred twenty-five completions out of thirty-one attempts, three hundred sixty-eight yards, two touchdowns without a single interception. Kendall Milton, like I mentioned before, eight eight carries actually, fifty yards. They need to run to him more. Um, but a touchdown still. Kenny McKintosh. 
McIntosh, sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Five carries, 18 yards, but he still got a touchdown. Lad, Lad McConkey, two, two carries, 16 yards, but a touchdown. He's more like a receiver. He's a receiver. So is McIntosh. Uh, Stetson Bennett, he's a quarterback, and he's still scoring touchdowns. Even in the rushing game. Oh, my God, man. Kenny McIntosh, okay. he, he nine, nine receptions, 117 yards. Still no touchdown, okay. Um, Lad McConkey has a touchdown. So does Adonai Mitchell, and this is receiving. Kendall Milton, running back. He's receiving. Touchdown. Like, come on. The defense. Where do I start with the defense? Nobody has done anything on defense, really. I'm just being honest, man. I'm just being honest, man. I don't I don't know, man. I feel like this team needs to be better. Oregon. But they just got nobody. They don't got anybody. Okay, fine. Okay, that's kind of up. Bo Nix. 20 completions, 35 attempts. I mean... But score touchdown. Fourth and one at... Okay. Okay, they need to get this one off. It's a fourth and one. Now, how do you go wrong on fourth and one? I know how. Because it's Oregon. Oregon sucks at this point, man. I, I, I don't know, man. I've been already rambling for like 10 minutes about this team. And just this one game that I haven't been even able to get to the other games. Like Western Kentucky's game. Like, bro. Troy Franklin, two receptions, 34 yards. Those should be balling. Like, come on, man. Like, like, Chase Coda, three receptions, 24 yards. How does Troy Franklin have more reception, have less receptions, but more yards than you, Chase Coda? Oh my god, man. No, this isn't my favorite university, Oregon, but I'm just, oh my god. It's a blowout. Like, come on, man. I don't know, man. Should I just move on to Western Kentucky? Because Western Kentucky, man, they've been balling, balling. Like oh look look, Western, Western key. This was okay. So Western Kentucky against Austin P. Thirty-eight to twenty-seven. This is more respectable. I get it. This is a bit more respectable. On the note, literally two touchdowns, two interceptions thrown by Mike. Delelia? Delelio? Delelio. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm not really that good with names. 
Delelio. 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 Let's just say Delelio for now. That's my final guess. I might say it wrong. 14 completions, 20 attempts. That's respectable. 123 yards, 2 touchdowns, 2 two interceptions. Okay. Um, Let's see. Mike Delelio, still, he's QB, rushing, 17 carries, only 24 yards. That's actually surprising. Joshua Samuels, 20 carries, 77 yards. Okay. Um, who else? Okay, receiving. This was something that actually shocked me. Um, so Dre McRae, he got two touchdowns off of seven receptions, 90 yards. See, I, I'm get, I'm trying to get to different games, but it's like hard for me to focus because of Oregon. Bro. A minute, they're still on that fourth and one. What's taking so long? Oh, it's probably commercial break. For all I know. For all I know, it's probably commercial break. But, yeah. Like I said, it's probably commercial break. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, my God. Fourth and goal. Yep. Yeah, Oregon State. Yeah, so I just watched a little bit of it more. Oregon State's just trash at this point now. I I've been rambling now for like 13 minutes about just about Oregon State and that game. Oregon State against Virginia. Oh, no, not Virginia. Oregon State. Oregon versus Georgia. Like, how? Fourth and goal. Just run the ball on first and goal. Like, come on. No, this is not my favorite team. Western Kentucky again. 38-27. to 27. That's respectable. Like I said, it's respectable. What it... All right, Shamari Simmons, an interception on that. Literally, probably the only interception they've gotten off of that. That was the only interception they got that game. But they still won. They still won. I can't blame them, okay? They, as long as they still... Oh, no. My bad. That was Austin P. Western Kentucky now. Now this is Western Kentucky. Austin Reed, 19 completions, 33 attempts. Okay. Like, could be better, but it's okay. 276 yards, four touchdowns, and, and one INT that he threw. One interception he threw. Okay. Um, nobody scored on off of the running game. That's kind of sad. I mean, their really only their only main player that was actually good on the rushing game was Deva Davian Irvin Point Poindexter, fifteen carries, forty eight yards, and Jakari Mo Moses, seven carries, thirty yards. Um, this is where where I really want to go into this. Oh my 
God, man. Their receiving core is just on point. Daywood Davis, he literally mossed the dude. He mossed him. Six six receptions, 124 yards, one touchdown. Malaki Corley, sorry if I said his first name. Malachi or Malaki, sorry if I said his name wrong. Five receptions, 61 yards, and three touchdowns. Okay. The defense. Okay, we got it. All right. And we got the pick six by Upton Stout. Got the pick six by Upton Stout. And a pick by A.J. Brathwaite Jr. Which is awesome. And Jack West Evans got two and a half sacks. Kalef Halasi got a sack as well. That's good. That's really all I got to talk about because Western Kentucky actually cared. They wanted to win. While Oregon, Lily, I can literally look at Oregon right now. I can look back at the Oregon game. Literally, I can look back and say they suck. Literally, I can say that. Because it's true. Literally, it's true. There's a minute and thir- there's a minute and twelve eleven ten seconds left. It's forty nine to three. Like they just don't care. Like I said, they just don't care. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's what I got to talk about with college football. On to the next segment, man. Oregon State already got me worked up. Western Kentucky was really supposed to be the star point, but Oregon just got me mad. But, yeah. Time to talk about the Wizards. Time to bring my dad in. Alright, so t- now we're going to be talking about the Washington Wizards. Probably, in what I would say, the, probably one of the average teams. Am I right? Oh, no, I agree. I think uh, coming into next season, I think they're probably just going to be like middle of the pack um, in the East. Probably not even middle, like, really, as far as, like, rankings, as far as the playoffs. I mean, they may hit, like, a seven or eight seed at best. I just don't think Bradley Bill is really that, you know, that dude that can, you know. I mean, I like him, but he's more like a, you know, what should be, like, a third best player on a championship team. I don't think he can really, like, lead a team to, like, top two, three seed in the East and really be a serious contender. Yeah, but, um, so, 
based on the news that I've been researching about, they try to get um an all-star player from Utah named Donovan Mitchell. Now, I don't think they put effort into the into the trade, especially because since he went to, especially since Donovan Mitchell went to the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers, in which I will be talking about next episode. But right now, I don't think. Like best, I don't think the Wizards even might even clinch the playoffs. That's just me personally, though, because based off what happened last year when they went in the playoffs, they're just not ready for it. Just not ready. What do you think would need to go right for the Wizards in order for them to make the uh, in order to make the playoffs? Like, if you would say like this was. Like what? What would be the scenario that would happen for them to make the playoffs? Well, obviously they would need somebody to lead, and like you said, Bradley Beal is just not that guy. You know, he's not that guy anymore. So, if we were to go back to the playoffs, if we got that Donovan Mitchell trade off, we could at least could have at least been been in like you know, like you said, like the middle of the pack. Not like an eighth or seventh seed, like more like a um like a six or five or four seed. Especially because Donovan Mitchell is probably one of the greatest. Well not the greatest, but he's a good player. He's he's been in the all star game like a whole bunch of times. So if we had him, you know, he, he can how do I say this? How do I say this? He can bring up the team. I don't know if I agree with that. Not to call Donovan Mitchell overrated. You know, he's a great scorer, but I think he's his role would be very similar to Bradley Beal. I think a lot of people underestimated the role that um, Rudy Gobert played in that team, you know, from a defensive standpoint. Um, you know, making it better for the guys, um, you know, on the perimeter to defend, you know, knowing that they got a real rim protector at center. Um, so I think, I think Donovan Mitchell was probably very similar to Bradley Beal. I think for them to really get to the next level, they would need, you know, somebody to step up, you know, maybe like a Rory Hachimura. That dude sucks. I don't see that happening, you know, um, or uh, I mean, it seems out of the question, but like a trade for for KD, but it seems like he don't want to come home, you know. So uh, we just gotta like I mean, what I would think would be the best case scenario is somehow Rudy steps up, you know. Um, Porzingis plays, you know, actually plays some games. For once in his life, you know, plays like at least 70 games. I mean, can he get a 70 games? And, you know, Bill just have the best year of his career on both ends. You know, that would be like the best case scenario. But we'll see. What do you think? Now that I'm looking at it, I actually agree with you. But the only problem with that would be like, if we were to get somebody, you're basically saying like a small forward would have to step up or like a power forward on defense or like there's like it's like a two way guy to two, 
guy, which is like offense and defense. That's what you're basically trying to say. But what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking like we need like a point guard because so like this also seems out of the question, like a Stephen Curry. Like that just seems way out of the question, but somebody like that could actually help us. And I, I'm not saying I I don't think KD can do it can't can't do anything, but it's just that the way he play he's playing, like he's kind of getting older now. Yeah, my personal opinion, I mean, I disagree with that. I mean, KD is getting old, I guess you could say, but if you traded for Kevin Durant and you were able to keep Porzingis and Bill, I mean, who cares about the rest of the team? Just trade the rest of the team and, and fill in with, you know, some maybe some bets or, um, you know, maybe they could lure some bets in on some um, veteran minimum deals and uh, fill out the team from there, you know. If you had Bill, Porzingis, and KD, I don't even know if that's possible from like a salary cap standpoint. <laughs> or even Bill, KD, you know, assuming Porzingis is gone in the trade deal, Rory steps up, and, um, you know, you kind of fill out the roster from there. I think that'll be like, at worst, you know, top four, top three, four team in the East. They're definitely going to make the playoffs in that scenario as long as they stay healthy. Injury is like the worst thing to happen to a team. But looking at the schedule, I mean, our first regular season game is against the Pacers. Is that a must win or will it be a blowout? That what game? The Wizards and the Pacers. Wizards and the Pacers, I don't see that as a blowout. You sure that's the first game? Yeah. That's like preseason. Oh. I mean, it's just one game, so I mean, even if it is a blowout, let's see if we lose by 20. That's just one game. It's really not going to say much. I think you kind of got to look at the NBA season in, in its entirety. Um, you know, got to take a few months in, maybe by Christmas, see where they're at, and then we can get a real gauge on how the team is. Um, can't really base it off on just one game, but I don't see it. Really, that game could go either way. Who knows? Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that now. But looking at the um schedule again, I mean, we're going to be facing, like, the Bucks, um, the Suns, um, who else? The Nets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and like I said, they have a Donovan Mitchell. And they also have um Colin, Colin Sexton. So this is very, how do I say it? Oh, and we got to face the Lakers as well. So it's like, how? Like, will we win most of these games? Especially against the Heat game, because last year we did win, but by luck. But mainly saying that you might be correct. Maybe we're like a 7th or 8th seed, but in my predictions, I think that 
the Wizards just need better players. Like, that's all they need to be a good team. They just need better players. Well, not just better players. They need a true superstar player. Like, you need a guy who's at least in the conversation as a top five player in the NBA to really be a serious contender. The Wizards haven't had that, you know, at least since they've been the Wizards. So, can't really can't really take them serious until they do that that's why you know i would recommend a trade for kd if that's even possible because unless you i mean i trade i probably trade the whole team you know maybe anybody except bill you know in order to get a player like that caliber because if you don't have that you really don't have a serious shot to win the championship good point good point but then I get what you're saying, too. But then it also comes down to money. Salary cap. We, we're mainly going to... We're mainly going to um, focus a lot on free agency. So... That's... A real downer, basically. Knowing that... Even if... Even if we get somebody like KD, he will want, like, a whole bunch of money. Now, trading the whole team, that's a good idea because less salary cap. But then again, got to think, salary cap, salary cap. KD is worth, what, $100 million? I think you'd be thinking more year to year. I mean, I don't know what his max is, but it's probably going to be well over $40 million. Then of course you got things like bird rule and stuff like that. I don't think that would apply to him because he hasn't been on the team. So I'm not the salary cap expert, but I'm sure it seems like seems like all of the teams that you know somehow make these trades, like the Nets and folks like that, the Clippers, it seems like they always find ways to get it done. So I'm sure there's some way we can get it done if it's possible. It's up to uh, you know his name tommy smith is that his name the gm it's up to the gm i think his name is tommy smith to figure it out really good point good point good point and i'm really just flat out with you i'm, I'm really just like how do i say this we need to win some games that's one thing another thing is that even if we don't make the playoffs, or we just flat out are the worst in the oh, conference. Tommy oh, Tommy Shepard. And even if we're the worst team in the league, we can still get that number one pick. Am I correct? And it, but and then think about it. If you trade that number one pick for somebody like Kevin Durant. Yes, you can. What is this? Oh, right, the steep. Is that isn't it called the steeping rule? No, you can trade the number one pick for KD. It's just that nobody, they're not going to take that. I mean, it's a superstar, and you could get somebody really good in the first round at, with the number one pick. Yeah, but that first. 
Yeah, but that person that they could draft most likely it's not going to be KD. So that's not that's not even really possible. You'd have to bring some players with that pick. So it wouldn't just be straight up KD for the number one pick. It'd be KD, number one pick, you know, and then a whole host of players with it. Because most likely that number one pick is not going to be the caliber of Kevin Durant. I don't care how young he is. He may end up being that, but he'd have to prove it in the league first. Unless it was somebody like a LeBron James when he came out, when everybody knew, you know, since like his junior year in high school that he was going to be, you know, a beast. But I don't think there's anybody that caliber coming out next season, so. Okay, okay. You're making a whole bunch of points, and I'm trying to fit it in my head. And really what scares me is that... What really scares me is that... Like... Based off... How do I say this? Based off a whole bunch of articles I've been reading about the... The team, it's like, are you sure we need some better players? Like, I'm not saying, like, here's the thing. I'm not saying that his name, Bradley Beal's bad. Like, he's horrible, but I'm not saying he's like, but what I'm saying is, like, he's just not that guy. Like, who's Dylan Wright? Who's Dylan Wright? Like, we need somebody that can force. We need, like, better better coaches. Well, kind of. We need somebody that actually cares about this team and wants to take them to a championship. And that guy, I'm not sure who he is. I think Bradley Beal definitely wants. I just think that he's just not that level. He'd be that level as like a number two or number three, but he's not, or at least he hasn't proven it yet. He's not the number one guy that could lead a team to a championship. I just don't think he has the skill set. No offense to him, right? He's very good, but he's just not that. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not Steph Curry. He's not LeBron James. He's not at that tier. Yo, he's really good, but he's just not that tier. Now, I want to say this. Bradley Beal, he has a whole bunch of history with injuries. That's like that's like his real main thing. Now, he's just known for injuries. So, I think... So, here's the list of injuries he's had since he started. Wrist. The first, the latest injury he's had was a wrist. Health protocols. Health protocols. Personal. Right hip. Hamstring. Back. Hip. Foot. Knee. Knee. Rest. Health and safety protocols. Shoulder. Leg. Leg. Bruce sternum. Now you get, you see the pattern? You see the pattern? It's mainly, it's either... It's mainly on the leg or the lower body. 
So that's definitely a problem. That that's why I don't think Bradley Bill is just that person. Yeah, this is gonna be my last comment. I just think I don't think it's really his injuries. I mean, um, yo, he's had some injuries in the past, but you know, even if he's fully healthy, he's just not that level, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's not that much of a, you know, kind of a, um, how would you word it? Like his perimeter defense is not, you know, to that level as far as just being elite. And also, um, I don't think he really makes his teammates better, so to speak, like the way LeBron James does. Like leadership. So he's a great leader. He's a great guy. He's just, you know, he's not the facilitator that, you know, like a LeBron James is. So. so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, show, JoJo. Thanks for having me. All right, it's time to move on to actually, who will actually win the World Series? Coming up next. time to talk about well the world series the championship where the two teams from the american the american league and the national league i think that's what they're called again american league and the national league face off in in this championship game and don't whoever wins in seven games wins Whoever wins in seven games, so if it's four to three, so as long as you win four games, so it's best of seven, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Who will actually win the World Series? Now, if I go into past World Series, if I go back, if I go back into them, you have. The Atlanta Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, who else? Really? Cause you got you got the New York Yankees, you got the Arizona Diamondbacks, which they won. I think they only won once. San Francisco. 
Yeah, us, the Washington Nationals. You got. Well, who do you actually got? We got the Florida Marlins. You got the St. Louis Cardinals, like I said. New York Mets. You got the Atlanta Braves, the San Diego Padres. You see, you see, any of these teams could win. That's what I'm trying to say. And my guess is that If we were to how do I say this? If we were to predict who will win the World Series, it's probably either the Houston Astros, maybe. Then again, Houston Astros. I mean, we do got the Los Angeles Dodgers again, but the New York Mets are just outstanding. If I go to the American League, if I go to the American League, it's it's probably going to be either the Yankees, Rays. Maybe the Astros, like I said, but it's not really that easy to tell. I mean, you got the Mets, the Braves, like I said, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, they're amazing this year, and maybe the Padres, they just need to get some more wins before October comes. And... What's crazy to me is that what's crazy to me is that if we were to if I knew if, like if I just knew I just had that hunch to win the world who on who will win the World Series, I'd say it would definitely and I mean definitely be the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's just me though. That's just me though. Why? Because, I mean, you got Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Trey Turner. You got, who else? You got, man, who else do you got? You got Cody Bellinger. I mean, what's really that hard? And now it's just like, oh, my God. Like, how do I say this? How do I say this? The Dodgers just... I just have that feeling where the Dodgers just need to win that game. And I know we were just talking just talking about college football and basketball, but baseball, baseball. It's all about the bits. It's all about the bits. Um I really do think that if the Dodgers were to win, they would actually be considered as like an all all star team. Like, the reason why I don't say the New York Yankees because they just, I mean, not nothing against them, but do they even have that willpower anymore? I mean, like, I mean, the Yankees could win a World Series in, like, 
but the last time they won was 2009. So, I mean, can't really do anything about that. So, that's what I'm saying, like, that's what I'm saying, like, it's definitely either going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Houston Astros. They're just in that range. But that's really all I got for you. I mean, I gotta understand that nobody's gonna win it all. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna be wrong, like I usually am, because that's that's what my parents say. My parents say I'm always wrong, and they're always right. But like I said, like I said, the it's. Definitely either gonna be the. I think it, if it was to choose, it would be the Houston Astros against the Brook, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I was about to say Brooklyn. Like, they're not in Brooklyn anymore, Riley. But yeah, that's just my guess. Not saying that they can't go back to the World Series. It's just that. It's just that. I'm not saying, like, none of the teams, like, the Mets can't go to the World Series. It's just that the Mets is just, they're good, but they're not that good. They're good, like, really good right now. They have 87 wins. But the Dodgers are just better. That's my, that's, that's just how I feel, though. Really, I want to say that's all I got, but I'm trying to think, like, what else do I need to talk about? I mean, it's possible that the, it's possible that the Tampa Bay, well, no, Tampa Bay really suck. It's possible that the Yankees could go back to the World Series. I don't think they're going to win it. That's what I'm trying to say. Because, like I said, they haven't been to the World Series and won it since 2009. And that was like their last World Series. Um, but the Astros, they're definitely going to make it to the World Series. That's what I'm saying, though, because for being realistic here, they're just a really good team. Like the Mets, they're just a really good team, but they don't have, they don't have a chance to go to the World Series. Like the Dodgers probably going to win the World Series. That's my guess. But yeah, that's really all I gotta take on that. Man, that was some willpower. I, I feel bad now. I just kind of feel bad. But yeah, that's really all I got on that. So now here we go, heading on to highlights. Highlights for college football. On the first week of college football. First, at number 10, we have the 51-yard rushing touchdown by Larry McCammon. Like, this one was really good. Didn't he step on somebody? I forgot. But 
He definitely he definitely ran fast. That's all I gotta say. Next, the receiving touchdown by Tyron Smith. Dude literally has to jump for the ball. Dude, I think the dude was wide open too. Dude, dude literally ran all the way into the end zone. And he, and he was happy. That's all I'm gonna say though. Number three, the 41-yard receiving touchdown by Raymond Nairo. This dude's a beast, bro. He's probably going to be, like, top 10 picks in when it comes to the draft. Maybe, like, top 20. But he's definitely up there, probably. Next, the 90-yard receiving touchdown by Ty James. Dude ran so fast. Literally, he, he went up. Almost like, did he jump for the ball too? Dude jumped for the ball, I think. And then he ran as fast as he could around the defense. Next, the mossing touchdown. He, dude, the, the receiving touchdown by Daywood Davis Sr. He literally mossed the, the dude. Like, Daywood Davis mossed him. Mossed the the. David Davis Sr. Mossed the secondary. That's all I can say. Number six. Number, no, wait, what? What? Okay, so number 10 was Mary McCammon. Number nine was Tyron Smith. Number four, number eight was Raymond Nairo. Nairo. Number... Seven was Ty James. Number f- number six was Daywood Davis. So now number five is wh- is the pick six by Upton South. Su- Upton South. Same game as the Daywood Davis catch. And it was still. And both teams are on Western Kentucky. So this 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 game was kind of like a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. Thirty eight, thirty seven to twenty. I think it was. Yeah, it was. So that was just amazing. I just like that. Um, so number seven, the scoop and score by Anthony Orgy. This was against. This was Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. This game was just amazing, dude. And then and then we got another scoop and score. At number four, at number three, by C.J. Taylor. Like I said, amazing. I think it was I think it was the running back twice. It was the running back twice. So that's kind of sad. At number two, we got the pick six by Justin McKinnon. We got a lot of mix. A lot of last names that start with MC. Um, but yeah, I think it was really far. It's like a fifty yard pick six touchdown. It was a fifty yard pick six. And he just ran by the the he just ran by he just ran by everybody. That's what I'm gonna say. The ace not number one number one. I gotta talk about this one. The eighty seven yard rushing touchdown by Mike Wright. I'ma just say this dude is under pressure. He he spit he tries to roll out left. He go. He cuts back because the dude's right there. He finds a lane in the defense, and he just goes off. He runs around. Ru- he runs for his life. That's all I'm going to say. He runs for his life. Down the sideline, touchdown. He ran for his life. But, yeah, that's my top ten highlights 
for college football week week as I said week zero or week one, which was amazing. So that's my take on it, and I'll see y'all next episode. Bye.